everyone, and welcome to the Filene Fill-In. I'm Holly Fearing with Filene. The Filene Fill-In is the podcast where we fill you in on what's been going on here at Filene's home base and out and about in the financial services world. If you're interested in what a day in the life of an I-3-er is like, this is your chance to get that inside look. I sat down with all six of the I-3 teams that recently presented their project ideas, innovations, and implementations from the last six months of their work at Filene's Future of Trust event in Seattle. They talked about what problem their solutions aimed to fix, how they came to their solutions, how they worked together as a cohesive team from never working together before, and how the I3 program and methodology helped them not only with these projects, but will continue to help them be better problem solvers back at their credit unions ongoing. What I've learned from them is this. If you're thinking of applying for I3, there will never be a perfectly open time on your calendar, so it is likely that now is your best shot. If you're wondering about the cost-benefit of sending one of your organization's rising stars through this program and what value it might bring back to your credit union and your members, listen to the passion in their voices when they say, yes, this is worth every ounce of the effort, time, and investment. What they gained was worth even more. Listen in and take a journey with me as you put yourself in the shoes of an I-3-er for the next hour. But don't drift off too far. Because the reality is that if you want to be one of our next I-3ers, your window to apply closes on June 30th. Get your application going right now. Well, after you listen here, but then head to filene.org slash apply I-3. This will be a two-part episode, so watch for the next one to feature more of our I-3 teams and their projects. But for now, to kick it off for us, here's Team Honeydew. Christine Cordell, Highway Federal Credit Union. JJ DeRover, Connexus Credit Union. Doug Robinson, Vermont Federal Credit Union. Nicole DeAngelis, Seasons Federal Credit Union. And Brian Sharapata, Alliant Credit Union. Wonderful. And I know you guys just gave a presentation out there to the full team. So I'm not going to have you reiterate everything you just said, but do you have like an elevator pitch to explain what your project is? So the way most organizations start a new team, we find is lacking. You send out a meeting invite. You show up to a random conference room, there's some bagels in there, and there's a project plan, and then at the end they say, all right, go and change the world and solve all of our biggest problems. What we think a problem with that is, is there's a huge gap with the team dynamic. And we think that investing the time early in creating that team dynamic and cohesion will inevitably make sure that when the inevitable storm happens, Mm -hmm. that you can weather that storm as a team. So the solution we came up with is a very low-tech, on-purpose solution, something that uh, is not threatening to people and harmless and gets people talking, gets people excited to learn about each other and inevitably creates those bonds that will bring you through the hardships of a project. Mm -hmm. So they play essentially like a card game. Is that correct? Yes, yes. The, uh, The deck called, to be honest, is... Uh, a series of questions that are intended to open people up and share something about themselves. They're not Mm work-focused. The questions are also non-competitive. They're non-judgmental. They're intended to create a common set of experiences. It's not just about the information that that you're giving in response to the questions. You're also sharing the experience of playing the game itself. Mm-hmm. So you're you're setting that common ground, leveling the playing field for everybody. So the person you're across the table from isn't just a business function, they're a human being first who has value. So think about it like this. It disrupts a thought pattern, right? We show up for a project meeting and we already have preconceived notions about everybody sitting at the table. What if you could start with a blank slate? What if you were sitting next to the CEO and he shared with you what the superpower was that he wanted to use, right? Mm -hmm. So then when you're negotiating your position and you don't agree with them, it levels the playing field and it humanizes that person. All right. So why didn't you guys just have everyone play Cards Against Humanity? Because HR would have our heads for that. (laughs) So it feels like you guys have strong passion about this. What was the reason that you were driven to this problem to solve? When we originally sat down and talked about organizational friction, one of the things that I think was evident to us pretty early on was that we needed a fun solution. You know, like we mentioned before, we started with this high-tech, data-driven app and then realize it's 
kind of what everyone else is doing. Um, so let's do something completely different. Um, and through our interactions with Huggy and some suggestions and some more out of the box thinking, um, we came up with this solution. And, and I think the surprising part about it is that it's, it's not high tech. It's something so basic. It was simple to make, cost effective. So although a lot of times people are trying to go over the top and come up with these great sort of grandiose solutions, I think what we really enjoyed was that it was something so simple. Mm -hmm. And can you walk me through the best case scenario of like, what does it look like when a team plays this game? And then what happens from that moment forward? Well, I've, in a more informal way, been doing a lot of this with my own teams as I've been building it out. And I've discovered through feedback from other departments and other managers that my team is actually uh, probably one of the most cohesive teams in the company right now. And other teams are starting to model their structure after mine, the transparency that we have with each other. Um, my team is fiercely protective of each other. Mm -hmm. They really care about each other. They hang out outside of work. You know, they become not just coworkers, they're friends, they're people first. Mm -hmm. And that's been so rewarding to see that. And I love the idea that we were able to codify this into something that can help other teams get to that place as well and be really collaborative and really open with each other. Mm -hmm. So really early on, we talked about the financial benefits to the credit union, right? We talked about how many more projects could we get done in a given year mm -hmm. if our teams were more profitable, right? So statistics say through Forbes, they indicate that highly engaged teams are actually 21% more profitable and they see a decrease in turnover as well. And that is where the team dynamics really helps you achieve your corporate goals. Mm -hmm. So clearly this is uh, makes good business sense to have this kind of solution and it's going to benefit the organization. It sounds like it's going to benefit the well-being of the individuals also. Um, this is a game, but it's kind of masking the fact that you're actually learning and, and probably doing something that is really at the root of the game. What in your project work, what did you discover as like the real key to, to solid teamwork? I think in today's society, we're so connected to electronics that we forget how to engage with people in a team, in a room. And that's exactly what this did is it brought us from out behind our computers and we're engaging and we're talking about concepts and ideals that you don't often discuss at work. Mm -hmm. It humanizes the team so they become more effective and cohesive. Mm -hmm. It does. And, you know, the bottom line is um, you touched on something and some of you said before about uh, how this isn't just good for the company. It's good for the people within it. You know, you're spending a third of your life at work. Exactly. I have more hours awake with my team than I do with my wife and daughter mm -hmm. most weeks, most work days. If I'm spending that much time with these people, I better love them. Mm -hmm. Bottom line is, and I love my team. Mm -hmm. And has this helped your team specifically? I would say it absolutely has. One other point I'd like to make is in today's market, it's such a tight labor market. In a recent webinar that I went to for Callahan and Associates, they were talking about the top five strategic objectives of credit unions in the United States as of Q1 of 2019. And two of them were around culture and employee engagement. Because of the cost of onboarding new employees, we need to really focus on those that we have in-house already. So what's next with this work? I think there's something about the form factor in having these questions on a card that really makes it extensible to a number of different applications. Mm -hmm. So a few that we've looked at is how could we reimagine the process of interviewing a prospective job candidate? What if you had a deck of cards designed to elicit some really interesting insights about that job candidate that you might be missing today? Or what about onboarding a new employee? What if you could give a deck of cards to a new employee that had great questions for them to ask their manager through, you know, through the months as, as they're onboarded into their new role? So we think that this form could be used for a number of different purposes. And, and again, to take it from not just new teams, but across the organization and, and to really create that mutual vulnerability across the organization. Yeah, and I think that there are also opportunities to um, further legitimize the concept while TBH is not rooted in data. 
Um, but I think that there is an opportunity to, um, you know, to create some surveys uh, that can help organizations understand and actually, you know, see quantifiable results as to the impact of what this solution can provide. Um, so I think that there's opportunities to, mm -hmm. you know, to, to help, uh, you know, um, formalize or legitimize the solution. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is one of those innovations that's kind of quote unquote like a not sexy innovation, but it kind of ticks all the boxes for the ease of use and um, implementation ability and scalability and how quick it could be just brought to other organizations and I think it's a great example of like a non-tech like it's it's kind of so simple it's brilliant that it's just reframing something that maybe should be happening naturally in teams anyways I think we struggled with that if you want me to be honest because we did have something sexy that was going to be the latest and greatest google glasses and then we met with our fellow huggy mm -hmm. and he really just told it to us straight and we were receptive to the feedback and we realized that we were doing exactly opposite of what we were trying to with the technology aspect so we brought it back and it was super simple and it works mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just to take that one step further too technological solutions might scare some credit unions away from actually adopting this too. So we wanted to find something that, um, to Nicole's earlier point, you know, was accessible and cost effective, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we believe that we've done so with the solution. Yeah, it's hard to say no to this. It's like you've removed all the barriers. There's, there's no risk, there's no threat to failure here. It's a deck of cards and maybe 20 minutes. Right, and something that we did uh, very purposefully with with the deck is, yeah, we have the questions that we formulated as a team. We also included a number of empty blank mm -hmm. cards, so people as organizations might have things that are particular to them and might want to put a question in there that speaks to their values or that elicits a response that tells you about somebody else's values. Mm -hmm. Right, and we also finally we did we did add a card that has a QR code and a link to a survey where people can provide feedback about TBH maybe suggest new questions, talk about the impact it's had on their team, and provide that feedback loop. That's awesome. I want to ask a couple questions just about I3 in general now, um, because you guys are all here because of the I3 program, and you didn't know each other before I3. Okay, so the applications for the next class of I3 are opening up in a couple of days, and can you guys kind of just share to those potential new I3ers like what the value is of this program? What do you get out of it? To me, it's not about the process, it's about the people. Our industry is in this constant state of change, right? So we need to be forward thinking in our roles when we get back to the office. And this puts you in that environment where we feed off of each other and we share ideas and it's a comfortable, safe space. But always I've learned far more from the people than I have the process and the process is extremely valuable. But I always enjoy learning the dynamics of the team and how that always changes. Uh, I agree with that. Um, I've definitely made some great friends along the way with, with I3 and have zero regrets on it. Um, and the process is absolutely valuable. Mm -hmm. As Christine said, uh, my team, it's a digital team, we have to be cutting edge at all times. We have to stay out ahead and remain competitive. And I've learned new ways of approaching issues. I've learned new ways of approaching projects. Uh, learn new ways of approaching people, mm -hmm. and and that's been uh, absolutely crucial to to the success of my team. Mm -hmm. I love you, man. <laughs> I love all you guys. Um, I think one of the greatest things that I learned through the process of applying and just in my first cycle here. Um, is just to really be honest and open about who you are. Um, I actually, as nervous as I was when I was applying, I loved the process of applying even, you know, the application, the project, the interviews, like all that kind of stuff. Um, as nerve wracking as it was at some times, I loved the opportunity to kind of get out there and talk to other professionals about why I am where I am, why I want to move forward, why I want to learn new things and what I'd like to do for the credit union movement. Um, so just, you know, I guess a word of advice is just be open and honest about who you are, where you've been and where you want to go. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, and anyone 
just pipe in a, a quick statement of either what you've gotten out of being an I3 personally or what, what benefit are you bringing to your credit union for being part of I3? You want to think? Are you our thinker? <laughs> uh, one specific thing I brought back to my institution was geofencing. In my last cycle, there was another credit union who was actually leveraging that to target payday lenders in their, in their um, area. And I dropped that at the foot of my SVP marketing business development, and she picked it up and ran with it, right? So it's the opportunity to get together on a frequent basis, twice a year at least, and we talk about what's working in our shops and what isn't. And I can take that ball once they hand it off and bring it to the finish line. So I really truly believe that it is not just the connections, but it's moving our industry forward. Anyone else want to comment on that? That was like you up there. Uh, on a personal note, what I've gotten out of the I3 program is that uh, I've always walked the line between being technical and being creative. Uh, I3 has served as a lens for me to f- really focus uh, my talents in a much more constructive way than I might have been, than I was previous to the I3 program. Um, that's been tremendously rewarding because as basically a peer manager, I don't have work output of my own. My success is strictly a function of the success of my team. And so it's made me a better, more human manager in order to build the best team that I possibly can and one of the best teams in the company, like I said. And that's been a tremendous uh, a gift, essentially, that I can give my team by saying, you know, I am better for having done this so that I can help you do the best work you can possibly do. I want to add in, um, through learning the, the filing method, um, I was able to bring that back and launch an innovation challenge within our own credit union. And in the first year of doing that, we had uh, over 20 submissions for new innovative concepts that we were able to vet out and ultimately bring a few of those into production to add new value to our membership. So um, it's really powerful. It works. And you're going to have hands-on experience with that method for two years. And you're going to go back to your shop with a skill set that's not only rare, but extremely valuable, as Christine was mentioning, as we need to continue to be forward-thinking. And then I'd also just like to add to what everyone said about the value of the community and the connections that you make. You know, I don't see anyone in this room as a title. I see them all as my friends. Mm -hmm. And I think they're friends for life. And I've been able to reach out anytime got them on everyone on text and we're constantly staying in touch all year. So if you're looking for a great community of hardworking, but also play hard type of people that are moving the industry forward, this might be the place for you. Awesome. Okay. Last question. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? (laughs) I want to be invisible because I think that that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I think uh, I'd like to be able to manipulate time. Uh, I would want to make some meetings pass much faster and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and time with my family to pass slower. That's a good one. Hmm. Cheater. Um, <laughs> if I had to pick a super f- power, I think I would want to be able to fly. Um, I hate driving. I hate wasting time. Like, or maybe like teleport or fly, something like that. Mm-hmm. I hate wasting time getting places. I just... I want to like get where I'm going and get there. So I would want to fly or teleport or something Mm -hmm. equally cool. And I would want uh, lasers out of my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know exactly how, you know, how that could be useful. um, But no one else that I know of has that capability. And that would be really unique. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that could be, you know, the next I3 project. Figuring that one out. Ditto. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all for sharing and being vulnerable with that. (laughs) Oh, my answer. Okay. Well, I, let's see. You guys have said a lot of really good things. Um, I would like to know what's inside of people's minds. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Can we ask you one more question? Mm Mm-hmm. How would you eat a human? <laughs> no, no. It's, if, if you, you had if to you, eat a human, how would you prepare it? Um, I'm a vegetarian, so this <laughs> one's especially difficult for me. Okay, so clearly this interview derailed quickly. You'll have to ask them sometime what my answer was. But for now, let's jump over to hear from Team Bubblegum. 
Can you start by just introducing yourself, what credit union you're at, and then I'd like somebody to do the elevator pitch of your project. So I'm Ben Grieving. I'm with Canvas Credit Union in Denver. David Bremner, Intrepid Credit Union, Helena, Montana. Aoife Dowling, Van City Credit Union in Vancouver, British Columbia. Paul Yokish, I'm from Stanford Federal Credit Union in Palo Alto. And I am Aubrey Ward. I work at Co-op Financial Services in the Des Moines location. Wonderful. And your project is? Uh, our project was AO, which is a, a business-to-business uh, feeling rating platform, for lack of a better term, that puts the responsible individuals from the credit union and a partner or a vendor um, and gives them kind of a, a relationship health checkup every day and tracks that over time to add as a, lev- uh, a level to their vendor management system. All right. Awesome. And why is that the project that you guys came up with? Um, we actually started with more of something that looked at matching vendors to credit unions. Um, but what we found is that's already out there. A lot of leagues will have preferred vendors. So we decided to track the partnership more over time. So when it comes to contract renewal, you can look at how has that been instead of I'm just mad at them now, let's find a new vendor. Let's look, you know, it's been high this whole time. Something recently happened, but let's renew that. And um, what we found is you just don't always get that candid feedback. And so this would kind of help track that over time. Mm-hmm. And how will that help credit unions? Well, I think um, like in, in personal relationships, um, we often, when things are broken, we go and uh, look for new relationships. Um, and so the thought that we had was that so much time, energy and money, to be frank, um, spent on those kind of activities um, and partnerships and um, it takes so much energy. So if you do something to fix the ones you already have and make them more sustainable, nurture them, help them to grow, that that would be of benefit. And the sort of the downside of it is it just like in, in personal, there's, there's a lot of sort of introspective sort of work that needs to be done to do that. Um, and so some of the research that we did in the survey was really interesting to see whether um, credit unions were sort of in the place where they wanted to know that about themselves and to action the mm-hmm. results. That mm-hmm. was quite interesting. Have any of you had any particularly bad experiences that you have like a passion for finding this solution or a really good experience that made you kind of inspired to work on this project? I mean, I won't <clears throat> name names, but I think <laughs> we, we have all had bad experiences with vendors. And just as we were out there at lunch uh, at our booth, everybody who came up to the booth, and I, I'm talking about my own conversations and I overheard other conversations too, as soon as they heard we were working on a vendor relationship tool, they started pulling out stories of, oh, I had this contract that is renewing, but these people won't call me back. Or I signed a contract last year and they made all these promises, but now they're not fulfilling them. So, you know, these are from one side of the relationship. I'm sure if you talk to the person on the other side of the relationship, they would have horror stories as well. So, you know, there's definitely a need for more out there to improve uh, vendor relationships. Mm-hmm. And what's next for this project now? I'm not sure what's next for this particular project, but it's, this is something very important because in all of the, even going back to Big Bright Minds last year, what is important for the credit union movement is to evolve. And we are not a big bank. We're not international. And we have to find a way to partner whether that's with fintechs or other vendors, in order to stay current. And so if we don't solve this problem, it will kind of solve it for us in not a good way. And so mm-hmm. it's really something that, whether it's painful, like we mentioned um, up front, we need to find a way to be iterative. And that may mean changing a lot of things on our end, but it's really going to be important going forward. And I think we actually have the way forward, um, and we just have to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what I want to ask you guys about next is just I3 in general. We haven't really talked about that much. And as far as I know, this is a unique program for financial services to be able to connect on this level with people that are peers, but not in your own organization. And um, the application period for the next round of I3 is about to open in a couple of days. What are some reasons why you think somebody else might want to become an I3-er? I think it's important for everyone to want to become an I3-er, to get the experience, to go through the process, to just build your network. I mean, we met all these people six months ago, and now I could call them every day with any question that I have. They're truly close friends. And 
Um, I mean, I'm from a CUSO. I'm not a credit union. And so I think opening that to more CUSOs to get more than just the credit union perspective involved is huge because um, I come from the vendor trying to sell it, although I'm not in sales. And, you know, they're the ones working with my cohorts or my coworkers. And we just all need to work together and find a way to make the credit union industry stronger and move forward. I'd build on that a little bit on one of the things that Aubrey said there was um, perspective like there's just whenever you get a fresh perspective on something it just helps you grow both for the things that you can apply to your credit union and just in our sort of day-to-day how we work and operate so I think that's really rich and I think that you know you learn the methodology which is great and I think we apply that but also um, you just get out of that sort of the, the tunnel vision that you might have or you might not even know you have and, and um, gives you a different view and I just think yeah more of that mm-hmm mm-hmm and what what do you think you've gotten? What's the most important thing that you've gotten out of being an I three or so far? Uh, it's important. You have to fail. Um, I, I don't know. I have started to work on projects at like at work, and I don't care if they fail because I'm becoming comfortable with something that I absolutely hated before. I was I'm like literal fear, like a phobia. Um, and so I think that's the best part, like getting outside of that tunnel vision, like Aoife said, and um, just learning how to screw up. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a, a form of therapy. <laughs> I say that all the time when we meet. It's like a weird therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Like your biggest fear. So your fear of failing. Who here has like a fear of spiders, fear of heights? Speaking. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. um, So what do you think your credit unions are benefiting from your participation in this program? Yeah. So kind of like what Paul was saying earlier, it's really important that we uh, do our best to keep up with the fast moving um, economy with the emerging technology uh, that is all around us. And we can't do that by ourselves. Um, That's not uh, something that with a couple of exceptions, any one credit union can do. We're a cooperative industry, and this is a great example of a cooperative process where we're working together with like-minded peers from all different kinds of credit unions, different asset sizes, different levels of complexity to solve problems that we all have together. And so when more credit unions participate in I3, uh, you get more people kind of plugged into that process and cooperating to solve the biggest problems that we're facing. Awesome. That said about cooperation, do you guys feel pretty strongly, though, that you're going to win? today <laughs> or do you have some stiff competition out there <laughs> i like the spork presentation no offense to our group but i mean it was cool <laughs> but i don't know we're the best looking team so <laughs> what is the story behind your name oh yeah so ao is i and uh, it's tough because i can't see it in the podcast but it's a greek delta symbol with a little turtle on the upper right side of it and so ao is a a turtle from chinese mythology that basically sacrificed himself to keep the world intact and then the delta symbol is for change and so it's that slow and steady kind of wins the race and you have to keep going and hold up the world as as things change and evolve wow that's kind of beautiful (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for sharing your information. Is there anything else that you would want people to know about your experience or your project or your time here as Filene i 3 ers Just make sure to apply for I3 and get involved in everything Filene does. That's how you're going to help move the industry forward and get us where we need to be. That's awesome. And we, no, we did not tell her that. She did it. That's my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much. What a lovely bunch. Okay. Next up, let's hear about Team Tangerine and their project. Uh, My name is Jorge Ortiz, and I work for Northside Community Federal Credit Union at Chicago, Illinois. I am Steve Hodebrand. I work for Freedom First Credit Union in Roanoke, Virginia. Kathy Chicas with Farmers Insurance Federal Credit Union in Los Angeles, California. Chad Knott, Credit Union One, Vernail, Michigan. Awesome. And what is the elevator pitch of your project? So we can bring the mobile account opening process down from a process that normally takes 10 minutes or longer to 
five minutes or less using advanced biometrics to do that. Um, that really takes the fat fingering out of inputting data and we're able to move data from uh, government ID over into the account opening system uh, quickly and efficiently. And that really helps move uh, or open the accounts quicker and then move into the onboarding process. And what was the pain point that you're attempting to solve with this solution? Online account opening usually takes a long time and it's pretty tedious and you have to enter in a lot of your information. And what we found was a lot of people would get through the account opening process and it would just either take too long or they didn't want to enter in all their information. They'd just get stuck. And it was a, a common theme throughout credit unions all over the country. So that's really what we were trying to attack uh, with this particular product. And I think to add to what Steve said, um, part of it is that the what we're seeing in the, all the research that we did was that you know, the technology is moving all towards mobile. And that's where we found that there was this need to have this account opening process via mobile with the forecasted amount of accounts that are going to be opened in the future, just even next year alone, versus the branch, you know, outnumbering the branch number of accounts that are being opened. People are on the go and they want to do it now and when when they have the time and ability to do so. So that's when uh, we said, okay, we got to do this. Did any of you have a, a particular like um, challenge or maybe a really good experience that kind of led you to want to work on this type of solution? I think the idea came out when we were thinking about how easy is to order something from Amazon. Right. I had to connect there. So with kind of have that in mind like this should be easy and going on you know and that's why we think to integrate it with apple pay google pay and make it or take a picture of your debit card or credit card and fund it account that way uh we have a lot of fun in the process like putting together the ideas and see how we can make it work actually mm-hmm. and what was some of the process that you took to listen to credit unions and their pain points as you came to this solution what we did find through this process was that people didn't really like the separate app to open the account. So we had a choice to have it as the separate entity that they could go to spot uh, on the side and find the closest credit union to them uh, by using the separate app. But I think from feedback that we got, people weren't uh, comfortable doing that because they didn't know what spot was and they mm-hmm. weren't comfortable with spot. So it's better when it's integrated into the particular credit union's mobile app process to open accounts. So they, they would trust the credit union more than they would trust this unknown entity of spot mm-hmm. on the outside. So that was something we learned along the way, um, I don't know, three or four months in. So we had gotten pretty far and we we're like, oh crap, man, we gotta step back and figure out how to do this to solve this big issue that we have in front of us. Right. Mainly people didn't want to download the app just to use it for five minutes or so. So we were thinking just integrate it with the website. Online banking should be the best way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but speaking to um, like some of the uh, research or, or the, I want to say, we got the prototypes out to our teams and we ask them, hey, listen, what's your feedback? And what do you think about this idea? Just from the just basic perspective, what is this something that you think we should be working on and moving forward with? Um, and we got a lot of positive feedback. Everyone was like, when can we do this now? Yeah. You know, people were like, sign me up. Like a lot of people at our credit unions were like, are we going to do this? And we're like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> um, so people were excited about it. And that got us more excited and told us that, hey, we are moving in the right direction um, and that we should continue forward with this. Even though there were some points on the back end where it was like, okay, where is the data going to reside? And and is this going to be safe? And how do you mm-hmm. know? You know, so yeah, we got those questions, but we said, okay, we're moving in the right direction. We will definitely address those pieces. Mm-hmm. And how did you handle it as a team when you hit like one of your biggest challenges or, or a roadblock? How did you get from there to the successful endpoint? And, and can you describe that process through that challenge? we met on a regular basis uh, once or even two or three times a week so that we could work through the filing method and put our insights together and then bring it to a prototype stage Jorge did excellent work there um, and then put the survey out and then 
gain the feedback, and then um, tweak it a little bit. All of that took time and took everyone's dedication. And then this is really the culmination here uh, of putting the report together and going up on stage. And uh, I, th I think we all feel pretty good about where we are. Yeah, I think... Uh for me looking at it objectively and like taking myself out of it and the whole process, everyone on our team was very open-minded and I definitely appreciated that. And I think the other piece of it was that we were very candid in the feedback that we gave each other. So there are times when we were like, really, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and then there were other times we're like, let's go with that. We should do that. And here's what we need to do. Or here's why we shouldn't do that piece. Um, but, and, and we continue to push each other forward. So I think, and we kept coming back to the whole, filing i3 piece of it's a journey guys it's about mm -hmm. the journey right trust the process trust the process so we kept doing that so i think we kept each other in check well um so that definitely helped our team yeah, and i had the benefit of going through i3 a couple times before a couple cycles before and, mm -hmm. and uh it, it was always easier i think uh, because we had this idea and we went with it and we never really ran into to roadblocks this time we ran into roadblocks it seemed like every week we'd, we'd feel really good about it, and then something would happen. Yeah. And like, oh, we can't connect this to this, or we can't uh, make this happen. And I think it just took getting on the, the video conference and talking through it, and everyone being open-minded enough to and and not really proud enough. Like Jorge was designing this stuff, and we were like, oh, mm -hmm. add a different picture, or add this different word. Yeah. And he was okay with that. He didn't say like, no, this is mine, and I'm not gonna budge on this. And then Chad really led the way like every time just say hey we got to meet again this week really chad we did it and we, we would we would meet again but somebody had to be that leader to kind of step in and say we need to keep moving this forward and and go back to the book and go back to this page of the book and let's follow this process the mm -hmm. way it was meant and uh, i mean i just think the whole process was really smooth we ran into more obstacles than i had, had ever run into going through the i3 process so mm -hmm. um to the group's uh, testament i mean we just kind of worked through those those things we knew what we wanted to solve uh, we just didn't know how to get there mm -hmm. and we just went through one step at a time one baby step at a time yeah. until about three weeks left and we we're like holy crap we gotta be on stage in three yeah. weeks yeah. <laughs> no more baby steps, no more baby steps. Let's, let's just get this thing big done. leaps now well i mean in a way that's kind of the best case scenario for getting to where you need to be right that that if you are all in a environment where you're just being nice to each other and saying that's a great idea that's a great idea I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings you're going to build a product that hasn't really been sh like kicked and shaken around and tested and you get up on stage and the people that aren't trying to be super nice are going to ask the questions that you're going to wish that you had examined early on um, so you, in in the process you kind of made it easier on yourself by d making it hard going through it so that at the end you have the best product possible. Do you guys feel like, what is it about, because I feel like other I3 groups have, have experienced that same thing where they're, they're comfortable like saying when somebody had a bad idea or that like you've put your heart and soul into it for three months, but now we're going to have to restart from zero. Is there something about I3 that puts you in that invested environment together? Do you feel like? I think there is because they tell you early on that just trust the process. Mm -hmm. and just knowing that we're all in it together and we're all after the same thing, which is just making things better. Mm -hmm. Right. So and, and it's not about a finished product necessarily. It's about going through that whole process of understanding what it's like to go through these roadblocks, get over them, have these types of conversations and, and develop the relationships that we actually have with each other. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, I look forward to the Mondays when we actually, you know, get on the video and conference call and we see each other and we're like, Hey guys, you know, and yeah, where's Jorge going to be this week? He's always traveling. <laughs> so, um, I think there's a lot to be said about, um, the filing way of, of mm -hmm. doing that. And, and I like it that they make us go through the book and, and by the book and that there is this, you know, project way of doing things. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're allowed to just openly think what we Mm -hmm. what we want to think. I appreciate that there's a, a time commitment. You got four, six month 
quarters, if you will, to meet with a group, learn from new individuals, and you've got a commitment that you have to meet at, at the end of the period. So you're, you're on a timeline, you have a crunch there, and I think that puts everyone in a position to contribute and, and make something real out of, you know, it may not be the most revolutionary innovation, but it's certainly an idea that is worth looking at and reviewing and may contribute to the advancement of credit unions. So I appreciate the opportunity uh, to participate in I3 and I have some great teammates uh, this quarter. Yeah, and you talked a little bit about the thick skin, right? So pride needs to go out the window when you start an I3 project because you have to have thick skin. I'm a marketer, so I'm used to it. I throw stupid ideas out all the time and I get denied. It's fine. It's part of my job. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I embrace that role in, in, in these kind of groups and just kind of try to throw stupid ideas out there. And at least those get knocked out and maybe there might be something in there. But, uh, yeah, pride definitely has to go out and you kind of – have to work together as a group to get to the finished product. And I thought we got there pretty quick. You know, we, we knew what we wanted to accomplish pretty quickly. It was just how to get there. And um, I think the other important thing with I3 that you learn going through this process is everyone's strengths and kind of mm -hmm. and tailoring your group to what your strength is. Like we knew Chad was really organized and he was gonna have those meetings and this is what we were gonna do. I knew Kathy was a really good writer and she could she needed something on paper and then she'd destroy it and make it, you know, mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. But at least she had that, right? And we knew Jorge was the great designer of the app and he knew the technology piece of that. Mm -hmm. So let's embrace those things. And I think every team, you know, has to find those specialties. And it's cool because at first we didn't know anything about each other. Yeah. I mean, we, we met for three hours or something like <laughs> yeah like hey nice to meet you gotta go to my flight <laughs> you know we'll talk to you on yeah we'll talk to you on monday who's gonna set up this meeting anyway and uh and then you go from there to like every week it's part of the week and it's like hey what kind of shoes is kathy gonna wear this week and, and then <laughs> you know they would tease me hey steve's wearing a tie today that kind of thing yeah that kind of thing so yeah fun. it's kind of like a, it's like you're thrown together as kind of like this misfit group of like of superheroes like i'm curious to know how you figured out what each other's strengths were or did you just bring them forward and say i can do this i can do this well wouldn't talk about how good are you and something we just pretty much put an idea there and we start to discussing about it and talk and we'd fit in i mean there were meetings that steve didn't talk there were meetings that i just smiled at the camera <laughs> and you guys were just doing all the talking i say oh that's cool <laughs> you know and that's a good idea that that was my input sometimes and there were meetings that i was like just developing something i say this is what i did we can do something. Everyone was giving the feedback, and I I say we didn't took anything personal, so mm -hmm. it's, we didn't like something. I was free for everyone to edit it and say, take that out. Uh, and we became really good friends, and the process was super simple and easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Along those lines, like Chad and I have emailed on different subjects, so I think that's the great thing that I've gotten from my three at least. Now I have, you know, three great relationships built that I didn't have before mm -hmm. where if Chad doesn't have a product that I have he can reach out and ask me questions or vice versa where I didn't have that connection before and same thing I feel like I can call Jorge or Kathy and and, sure. and, and ask questions about those and they can call me and ask those, those questions because you built those relationships so I mean taking everything out like you've, you've formed great relationships on a professional side that you can always lean to to ask different questions chat asked me questions i couldn't answer them but at least <laughs> i was able, I, I was able to say it. i can't answer those chad <laughs> ask somebody else yeah i, I was gonna ask about like if, if this has has um if being an i3 or has kind of changed the way you do your everyday work back at your credit union jump in whenever you guys want to it does for me because i'm i've always been a doer and chad can tell you as he's teased me a lot i wanted to learn how to delegate things <laughs> this time and he calls me like the master delegator now uh, so um it has because i think i3 
you grow professionally and you learn what you're good at and what you're not good at, at along the way. And you can use I3 to like get better at in your professional development. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to the, like the doing things that you used to innovate something or come up with something and just take it out with no testing. No, I just like had a strong feeling that this is going to work. And now I'm more hesitant to do that. I'm like, well, maybe we should send a survey or test yeah, this thing before we do it, before I put this out into the world. So mm-hmm. I3 kind of brought that concept of what innovation is as a whole, um, where before I just did it mm-hmm. and didn't think twice about it. Mm-hmm. Chad, did you have a comment sure. about? I think at this point, really, I'm only in the infancy of being able to bring this back to our credit union. One of our long-term strategic goals at our, at our credit union is to bring innovation uh, to to a deeper level, um, and bringing this process together, understanding it, and, and then being able to do that over a, a two-year commitment uh, will certainly help to do that. Yeah, and I'm on the same page with Chad, um, but I think for me, I I get excited about like our ideas and like whatever we throw out. So, you know, I share it with my team and then my team becomes excited. Right. And so I think they seeing me going through the whole process, um, and then getting excited about some of these ideas and then even sharing some of the other I3 teams, you know, ideas with them and talking to them about it. They're like, they get excited that there's so much cool stuff that they feel is just out there and right on the horizon that, from a credit union perspective that we could just be like, oh, let's get our hands on that. Um, so I think it brings a little more excitement and then they see that that someone within their credit union is actually going through this whole process of understanding that th- we can do things bigger and better. Um, and it doesn't have to be just with our credit union, right? We could do it as a cooperative like together. Mm-hmm. So it's huge. The way how I got involved with i3 is because I started my job at a credit union and my credit union joined Filene and they sent us this per- ad to be a crusher mm-hmm. at the Big Bright Mines in 2017. So I say, I'm going to give it a try. And mm-hmm. my boss says, if you get selected, we're going to sponsor you. So I hope I get selected, right? <laughs> so so I, I got selected. I went there and then I saw these guys doing this I3 thing. I remember talking to Lauren about it and I said I want to do that Mm -hmm. so whenever you guys open the the enrollment and apply I got selected and I was like totally happy about it Mm -hmm. and I think that's actually that's one of the reasons Filene makes me love the credit union industry and the fact that you guys are making this kind of research and working with credit unions and helping people to develop young professionals makes a lot of sense for people like my age like mm-hmm. in the early 20s to stay in this industry and I go for it. So there needs to be more crashers to get involved at a younger age. I'd like to go back to our credit union and make sure we have a plan uh, to get some younger um, workers into environments like this where they can think about things differently and, and think about where research is going and how to apply that to the credit union. And I think that's beneficial in terms of a long-term plan of, of retention to, to get the younger employees involved in a program like this. And around I3, the applications are opening up very soon, June 1st through June 30th. And uh, what advice do you have for people that are maybe just on the fence or not really sure about like the value they might get out of it? I would tell them, go for it. Um, because it's... It, like I said, I mean, where I am, I think they're all excited, and I, I'm sure that we'll have a few people apply um, because they see someone so close, you know, going through it. Um, but I think from a value perspective, you're going to get, like Steve said earlier, just the relationships built, right? And then you're just going to communication-wise, I mean, I think my communication, our communication has gotten better, right? So I, I think there's that piece of it. There's just so much that you can learn from it. And I really go with what, you know, they said, which is trust the process. So it's just going through that process and it's the journey of becoming and just opening yourself up to learn more. I would say that one thing that I learned in this short period of time is to have the agile mindset. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot that actually my job too and with i3 like how to get an idea so we weren't clear when we got together what we're gonna do what we knew we want to do something that would be 
awesome and everyone would want to use it and um, it would be innovative too so we had those three premises mm -hmm. kind of and then we start to work on it whatever we don't like or we see it's not going to work out we just took it out and put another different idea and it was everything was so fast and so efficient that actually very proud of our, our mock prototype and what yeah. we've done <laughs> yeah it's awesome any final parting thoughts the the culmination here today and over the last couple of days and into tomorrow is awesome we we go through the uh our presentation in the room and then you've got this flood of people that are saying hey how do i how do i implement this in my my credit union today and we're like whoa you know but we we certainly walk them through the prototype and we we were able to provide them the materials and, and it's great to see that joy and, and enthusiasm out of uh, the attendees toward what we, what we put together. Yeah, ditto with what Chad said. I mean, just the amount of interest, right, that, that we've gotten with regards to the questions that we have about our about the product and the prototype um, and how we got to the idea and have we developed anything on the back end and can they partner with us to do that? So that's been great. I felt like we were celebrities for like a minute. So um, that was definitely a good thing. Yeah, so I will delegate to Jorge as my last <laughs> final thing for the last comments because these guys, it's like we've been spending too much time together. Yeah, we're, totally. so, we're thinking the same thing. So I was going to say the same thing. So I delegate this last one to Jorge. All right. Thank you, Steve. He's been delegating <laughs> for, for the past six months. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, actually, I'm very excited if we can make this prototype actually testable for mm -hmm. a couple of credit unions and hopefully with the help of filing we can make that happen uh a lot of people brought very hard questions on us mm -hmm. when we were there like stuff that i never think about it mm -hmm. so i was like we're in the process of solving that problem <laughs> that was my answer yeah. you know yeah. you are now yeah we're, we're now in the process <laughs> yeah Awesome. Well, you guys are actual credit union superheroes and you're out there solving the problems of the world. So I appreciate the work that you do and good luck with the rest of your I3 journey. And I hope it's yeah, as smooth as so possible. Much. Thank you. Appreciate the time. Yeah, of course. All right. That's it for the fill-in, folks. Thanks again for listening. And thank you a million times to all the I3 teams for being vulnerable and sharing what's in their heads with us. I feel fortunate to have been able to talk to each and every one of them. We have three more teams to hear from yet, so stay tuned for part two when we hear from Team Salmon, Team Lime, and Team Ice. And again, if you're interested in being part of the i3 family, now is your chance to apply by June 30th. Head to filene.org slash apply i3 and get all your details there. If you like this episode, please do rate us on Apple Podcasts so more people can find us. And make sure you're subscribed to the Filene Fill-In Podcast so you can keep up with what's going on at Filene. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to get in touch about today's show, email me at hollyf at filene.org or find us on Twitter at Filene Research. Until next time, thanks everyone. Thanks everyone.